You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Hi, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Well, a lot of times when we're raising kids, we get the usual input or helpful advice from family or friends, maybe a pediatrician, or if we're really on the ball, maybe we even take a class or two, pick one or two parenting books when we hit a tough spot. Along the way, we might hear assessments or recommendations from teachers if our kids attend traditional schools. Well, we thought it would be interesting to talk to somebody who, in the course of her job, has interacted with hundreds, probably thousands, I would say, of children and their families over the years. Someone who might see raising our kids through a different sort of lens. Yes, today we're talking to Amy Sane, who is the children's minister at a very large church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, North Boulevard Church of Christ. She's been in charge of wrangling kids in the children's department for how many years now, Amy? 15. Wow. 15 years. Isn't <laughs> wow. that crazy? Oh, oh my goodness. So probably thousands of kids now. Yes. And you're, you can just tell us a little bit about your job because you're a second time guest on our podcast. Yes. Listen to our Girl Mom podcast yep. for fabulous fun tips from Amy and her best friend, Lori. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good. We actually have to have, one. we got to have part two. Okay. And hit dating on that one. Yeah. We need a whole dating episode. For sure. That was with, one of our top 10 of all time. Yeah. It was yours. one of our top 10 oh, of, of our really? first year, mm-hmm. you and Lori. How about that? Yeah. All the hits. Okay. <laughs> Greatest hits. Yeah. I got to top that one. I know. <laughs> I know. Exactly. So, but tell us about your work um, as a children's minister okay. and just a little bit about yourself again. Uh, I've been working at North Boulevard for 15 years, which has flown, flown by. Um, I'm over birth to sixth grade. And um, you're right. It's been hundreds. I don't know. Thousand sounds crazy, but it's been hundreds of kids. We've got really active program, um, fabulous classes, really involved families. Um, it's a special spot. And I love mm-hmm. it. Love it. And honored, honored beyond words, honestly, to be able to do what I do every day. Seriously. And what are your ages that you're working with? Birth to si- uh, sixth graders. Birth to sixth Birth grade. to sixth graders. Okay. That's a lot, isn't it? So like, I know yes. that's a yes. lot. It's fun though. Like, I mean, I love it. It's I love a long, it. a big stretch of it's ages. Like, it's like first grade to high school in terms of years. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> You're wow. right, it is. So in any given year, you might have how many first graders? Uh, in any given year, we might have any, uh, probably our largest group we've had that's come through so far has been about 60, 60 first graders. 60 first graders mm-hmm. at one time. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. How about that? Whew. Yeah. That's a Imagine lot. that all in one department. <laughs> and they're That's all right. wonderful. <laughs> they are. Yes, yes, we know. So they all come from different backgrounds, family yep. situations, mm-hmm. school settings. Um, the one thing they have in common, presumably, is that their parents are coming to church and have put them at least for an hour or so under your jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And it's not always a parent that brings them. Sometimes it's a friend or a grandparent or something. Um, so, but we asked you to come up with some of the top things that you would wish for parents to know as far as the spiritual direction of their children goes. Mm-hmm. And you Yay. came up with some good ones. Mm-hmm. She has a great list here. <laughs> I, I love this list. And I think it's so important to listen to other moms. But here's the deal with talking to, to somebody like Amy. She has seen so much more than any of us put together. Yeah. All we know is kind of our family. That's or right. Our friends. Yeah. You've seen so many unique situations, so many challenges, so many successes. We like this streamlines the process. 
yeah to to go hey here's what's super important yeah. here's what here's what works here's what doesn't work let's do let's go ahead and do that so i'm so grateful for your time yeah, yeah. thank you awesome. when you asked me i was like okay this is like probably out of everything i've done with children's ministry like this is like my passion like literally right here i love talking to parents about how to raise their kids to be spiritual champions like that is it i love it i love it i love it so i was like oh yeah i can do this, one. this <laughs> I think is we a, can. well this before is we one. go on let's just say that you're you are a mom yourself i am in i'm a mom of listen. three girls i have one that's 23 18 and 14. okay yes so you've been through all of these grades at least Yes, three times <laughs> i have that is correct <laughs> all right well let's get started number one and okay. these are not in any particular order mm. right just your top, They're really not top mm -hmm. ones okay what's what's number one then okay so for me i really um as you were telling me these are the the first one that came off the top of my head are setting spiritual goals with the end in mind so um i think most times parents when we have our kids um, like we have ideas of what we want for our children and generally those ideas are more like being successful adults I'm, I'm thinking just for me personally as girls I want my girls to be you know um, successful in their career and find the man of their dreams and certain things like that um, but I don't you generally don't think on a spiritual level and to me that is the thing that we as spiritual parents should be teaching and learning and doing for our kids. So for mm -hmm. me, um, setting spiritual goals for your kids from the very get go, and I don't mean like until you kind of see what their personalities are like, I mean, um, set goals for what you want to see when your child walks out of your house, and they're venturing out on their own that you know, exactly um, the child that you were trying to raise. So you can set those goals. Um, but once you have them set, the action plan is really the piece. And so how are you achieving those goals? So for instance, um, this is what I tell our families, um, when you have a baby, sit down and set those goals down. Like, what do you want for your sweet little darling when she's 18 years old, or he's 18 years old, and they're walking out of your house? What do you want to see them be spiritual champions? Like, do you want them to be passionate believers of Jesus? Do you just want them to go to church and just believe in Jesus? Like there's difference. Do yeah. you want them to have a servant heart? Um, you know, there's lots of little different things that you want to see. Do you want them to have a deep relationship with him? Probably most of all of us would make these lists, but um, it's great to make that list. And it's really great if you can make that with your mate and the two of you are aligned together as you're making those goals. But um, once you have those goals, what's daunting is that, okay, well, that's great. I want my child to have a servant heart. But that just doesn't happen just right. to happen. Right. So there to, from there, it's the action plan. And So and start with the in end place. in mind. Start with the end in mind. And work backwards. And work if backwards. If I want a kind, thinking of character traits, yep. is that a spiritual? Yep. Okay. If I want a kind 18-year-old, what am I teaching my four-year-old? Oh, you're talking a lot about a lot of kindness, but you're probably doing a lot of scripture with that too. Um, I, I would say for for us, we, we just kind of did almost like a, a grouping um, like here's what our main things that we wanted. And then for me and my husband, and then we did our action list kind of as a, um, a broad stroke. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And then yearly, we then would kind of go, okay, this year, I think we need to focus more on this, but if it aligned with our action list, does that make sense? Yeah. So, okay. So how do you get there in little bites? That seems big and overwhelming, all these big things. So mm -hmm. you're, you're checking back with your partner pretty regularly I would imagine okay yeah. like are we on track here yeah. have we veered off yep um and each kid is different each one's going to hit the standard yes quicker or easier yeah. morally mature some quicker than others stuff mm -hmm. like that 
So how do you um, make that into bite-sized pieces? Okay. Well, let me also say um, we took our we took our goal list once we had that set and our action list set, and we um, we printed it out and put it up in our bathroom, and that's where Robert and I both get ready, aren't we? And so we looked at that every day. Like I look at it every day. I've looked at it every single day mm. um, that I when we started our our action list, I should say. And so I wouldn't say that Robert and I weekly were like, how are we doing? There's nothing like that. Trust me. I'd like to say that we were that organized, but we weren't. Um, But we would from time to time to say, you know, I've noticed I've not done this. Like one of our actions lists was daily Bible, daily study with our girls. And there were months that I was rocking it and months that I wasn't rocking Mm -hmm. it. But what was good is it always like stayed up in front of me. And that was the good thing. So usually at the first of a school year, we would stop and talk about what are our goals for this school year. Mm-hmm. And then usually always come January, what are our goals for the new year? So really, if you think about it, that was twice a year, basically, we were stopping and re-talk, you know, thinking about what is. And when I say our goals, we'd had obviously different goals like reading and whatnot, but most of the time it was um, doing some sort of spiritual. What What is it that you want to do? Do you want to memorize so many verses? Do you want to be in do a better job of doing our daily Bible study. Are y'all going to help me get that done? You know, however that was, mm-hmm. that is a great way for our parents to um, stay intentional with their kids. But if you set those goals with the end in mind, I think however you navigate that is good. And you think about when you set your goals right now for 2022, if you've set goals, you know, it's real easy to get off of that goal. But if you have it up in front of you, if you're looking at it, many times you're like, okay, I can go back to that. I can go back to that. And that's all it is. It's not to um, put, heap coals on your head. Um, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I, I think it is important to know and your partner be seeing it too. This time is going by and the more and more, hmm. you know, that that time does go by those goals get oh my goodness you know we really hadn't done right that. and the more children you have right. the more busy your brain oh, gets 100 your life gets and right. so to break it down by child to um and what each individual child is right I didn't I didn't do individual child does that make sense yes and that's mm-hmm. so encouraging to hear mm-hmm. like there's different ways to do it mm-hmm. and I, I'm remembering a book we'll put it on the website Bonnie I can't remember the title like the spiritual growth of children or something focus mm-hmm. on the family mm-hmm. it had that. like a year by year kind of um mm-hmm. what developmentally what you yes. could expect yes for your children and it just helped me go okay here's what I could expect from a five-year-old right what I could expect from a six-year-old in terms of helping me set right. those kinds of goals. That's and good. so there's all different ways. But we say this all the time, don't we? What she's saying right now, Bonnie, like you're never going to hit if you're not aiming. Yeah, you got to aim That's for right. something. You got to aim for it. That is right. And you're going to come so much closer mm-hmm. if yes. you just do a little bit of aiming. I think that, um, and this is what I have seen since we're talking about me and my role in children's ministry, I see so much, much aimlessness. And then I have to tell you, then the world has no problem getting a hold of you and making you get off the mark mm-hmm. easily. But when you have those goals up and you're looking at them and you know they're there and you two decided on them together, it really keeps you accountable. I, I mean, I will say the number one thing that I would do for our young families is right now is get intentional and set yourself some spiritual goals for your kids so you know what the end in mind is, what you want. And hope and pray that hope the Lord and will pray. Help that's you. a good. Yep. yep. <laughs> Don't forget the hope there. and the prayer. That's right. So um, I would imagine I I liked the older my kids got too is getting them in on the goal setting. Yep. Like if this is if you've set your family identity and okay they know from the get go. Yes. This is what we're about. This right. is what this is how our life's going to look. This is what we're aiming for. Um, what do you think we could do 
to get us all. I mean, we're all kind of in this together. Yes. So how, you know, how can we pray better together? How right. can we, and to have them give some input, they buy in yes. a lot quicker. A hundred percent. We, we did set goals um, when our girls were a lot younger and they, they really, we sit around the table and we talk about our spiritual goals and they did buy in for it. But those, like when I was doing really good, we would set them like that. Yep. And then like, you know, I don't know how many years would go by, of course, cause I wasn't doing as good. I was juggling three kids and a job and all, you know, so. Well, we're human. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and like, honestly, give looking, yourself some grace. looking at the spot I am right now, and I know you guys, I've heard y'all talk about this. I've had to give myself some grace, some grace and go, you know what? we've achieved these goals do you know what I mean yeah like, it's been a good feeling for that but for our families I think yes give yourself some grace but um be intentional and I just appreciate her honesty as a oh. children's minister I think people would probably put you on a pedestal and be like mm -hmm. she's doing it all right 100% right Ooh, all I the wish. time I wish and so again we're all just trying we're all reaching for the same goal here mm -hmm. and we're, we all need to encourage each other and build mm -hmm. each other up Absolutely. and be real with each other mm -hmm. and just get back up that's right. When we trip. And That's correct. Yeah. So Agreed. it's beautiful. All right. What's your second one, Amy? Oh, my second one. Um, church. I think church is so important. Obviously, since I'm the children's minister, <laughs> I want everyone to come <laughs> and come to church. But honestly, a lot of our families um, and a lot of parents in general look at church as kind of like a check the box that we've come and we've shown and we've done our thing and then we go home. But church is so much more than that. It's definitely um, not just coming to the building. A church is obviously that family and I got to drive that home big time I the families that I see that come and regularly come um, and not just come but be involved know people um, feel an engagement with other people it makes a major difference I think when they're um, coming week by week and it sends a message I think to their kids that um, when you come regularly and you don't let other things get in the way of your church and that's not to check the box it's not to check the box but it is to say our time with our spiritual family and our time to go learn more about the Lord with others of like mind sends a massive message to your kids when you're like and we're not wavering like that's important to us um, even if you never say it you, your kids are seeing that that has been expressed and it's I mean I think it's super important there's right. more to church but keep it's just it's what we do it's just like here's the things we do at Christmas yep. here's the thing and they come to expect that and yep. even love that and you know yep. want that um, do so you see okay I got a question for you yep. this is we're going off script here a little bit totally because when you're saying this it's making me think like my parents if there was a softball tournament on the weekend <laughs> yeah and Dottie Lou is with us today, by the way, if you hear these sweet little voice in the background. My parents, when there was a softball tournament, we were not going on a Sunday to play ball. Yeah. If it meant missing church. I mean, I could play ball in the afternoon, but that was not gonna happen. So what do you see these days? Has, okay. Is it different? I think, I think it's very different. Um, most families will definitely miss church for all sports. And um, I'm, you're talking to a mama whose daughter is now doing travel volleyball, and it has been a little bit of a, we've had to kind of really talk through our priorities with, with that with her. Mm -hmm. And it's caused us to have some good conversation. You have to find your happy medium with that. Um, I, I know your parents, so I know their heart and why they did that. And I know many of kids our age that I think all their parents kind of did those th type of things. Here's what I see. Many families will die by the sword of the sport and to the point where they are missing 
all of church. They're mm-hmm. missing all the times that you're with a, a, a family, a, a body. And I do know that many teams will do um, worship before a game or they'll do, you know, and I think that's awesome. And yeah. I think they should. And if you're not, you know, if you can figure that out with your team, your traveling team, do it. I think that's wonderful. But don't discount the value of being at church and being involved regularly there. Nine times out of 10, and when you do have our youth minister on, I can tell you when I hear of families that are traveling to the nth degree for their child's sport or whatever that the extracurricular thing is and they're gone the majority um those and i don't i just have to say i could probably pinpoint they're probably the ones that are not going to stay faithful from that point on well it's just a matter of time your time is is. finite you have so much time to spend with connecting and engaging and it is learning um so and they don't they don't have that support they don't have a spiritual support they're like their their family or quote-unquote spiritual family becomes their sports team Mm -hmm. and not all those people i would agree i would assume i should say are not of like mind when it comes to your child's spiritual development they're more for your child's athletic development Um, and it's it's a i mean in the end the athleticism as we all know as you get older changes yeah that spiritual growth is the piece that we're concerned about so i just think church just feeds so much of our kids and our families um when you're involved there's those friendships um you learn from one another there you've got older people that speak into you um and vice of you know vice versa they learn from one another i mean i just think man it's just a big deal but i don't think it's a checkbox i definitely think you've got to come and be involved you got to find some way to be involved i think you're um it's like anything else in parenting really okay maybe there's a one-off or a two off every yeah. now and then. But yes. what are you characterized by as a family? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That was the phrase. What are you character? Are you characterized by showing up for church and that's no. your family and your, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And if you're not, certainly there's exceptions. We just had the whole food podcast for three weeks of right. exceptions for you're aiming for this type of eating. Of course, you're going to have exceptions when yeah. you don't eat that way. So that's going to reflect yeah. your priorities. It just is. Yes. yes. Like yes. it or not, it just, it is what it is. That's so correct. Just gives you a kind of a hard look, you know, in the mirror at what's going on. So, um, what if you're not a church person? What if you did not grow up that way? And here you are listening to this podcast and your friendly neighborhood children's minister is telling you <laughs> Get how, in church. how important it is to have a church body and yeah. church family. Like, And with young kids, for crying out loud, it is so hard it is. on a Sunday morning to get everybody with the pretty ribbons and their cute little ties mm-hmm. on and come to church. What, is it worth it? Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I'm just thinking I'm not going to give a different answer, actually. It is so worth it. Um on Wednesday nights because we have church on Wednesday nights and we all know especially when it's dark early and it's raining and cold I mean who wants to be there on a Wednesday night right I mean you want to be at home but I'm serious when I have families come in I'll stand there and applaud them and go good job job." because I know what the effort it took for them to get there but um most never do you go and you leave there an hour later going man I've wish I just stayed home yeah what a waste of time this yeah was. every time you either make a connection you make you make some sort of a learning time your child was around other children they were taught by other adults I mean it's all the things that I think are fed into it um it, it that intentionality I'm going to go back to that word matters and that speaks a lot to your kids and your kids are watching that they're paying attention to that um would I have gotten up um, and a, on a Wednesday night and gone to a really fun party, you betcha, mm. you know, um, because I really want to go to that fun party. And so, but, oh, you know, tonight we don't want to go to church because we're this or that. Um, if you stay home, because I do know that there are sometimes you just have to, and I'm just saying, I'm using Wednesday night as an example, but 
even Sunday morning if you're just too tired. I do think you need to make sure that when you're at home that you're doing something um, of a spiritual realm, you know, way for your kids. Um, I have to think about, I got to tell this quick story about my mom real quick. I grew up in um, Ohio for a good amount of my life. And Ohio had a really bad snowstorm um, where I was from. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. And it is Sunday morning. There's no such thing as the internet and whatnot. And churches, we're, all we're doing is listen to the radio. Churches all over town are canceling, but not our church. <laughs> and my mom, no joke, my mom by herself got my sister and I in the car, got us shoveled out around the car, got us out went and i'm telling you snow going to the side <laughs> it's like I mean, life and snow death. <laughs> drifts i'm not kidding slow as we could to get to church we get all the way like around the corner from our church and we can see the church building but you could see cars were stuck all down the road there oh, no. and so my mom turned around and we went back and that has ingrained that is like ingrained in my mind one because that was a fun adventure but honestly, it's because my mom was that intentional about making sure that we were there. That's how important she thought it was that we were there. Not to check the box. It wasn't to check the box. It was because she knew how important being with our church family was mm-hmm. um, and what it, what it mattered to us. So anyway, I just thought it was a precious thing. But like if anyone, if anyone can do that, you know, you can go to church right. at any time. Right. Anyway. Okay. So what if it's not in your family? What if that's not a thing that you kind of know how to do and it feels awkward and yeah. clunky? Uh, I would say the best thing, if you can, find a friend when you're coming to church Great. and align yourself with somebody if you can. Um, you just need just, one. Yeah, you do. Or just to- just come. I think sometimes people are surprised that if you just come, someone's going to, especially if they see you regularly mm-hmm. and they see, oh, they're coming, they're coming. They're going to reach out. They're going to talk to you. I would say just do it. Just do it. And and even if you're like, I've got my kids in class I got my kids in class. I can either go sit and read by myself if I want to. I don't don't do that. I wouldn't say because you know get the gift of the body of the um, church body. But I, I guess my biggest thing I was I would say is come. Don't don't let your fear. Um, and if something like this is so awkward to me, come anyway. Yeah, Good nothing like parenting to help you try hard things. Yeah. <laughs> Just that's one right. more hard thing to try exactly right. as a parent. That's, Jump on that's, in there. That's a good one. <laughs> You're exactly right. Okay. So yeah. good. All right. Number three, Amy. Okay. This is so fun. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Um, my next one was uh, would be putting God daily in your life. And what I mean by that is speaking about him, talking about him regularly. Um, and do that at a young age. I think it is important that our kids hear us speak and talk about him living and active and being active in our daily lives, looking for him, helping them to seek him out. Even at the young, young ages. I mean, if you're coloring, you know, just something as simple as that red crayon, what else did God make that's red? I mean, anything just to bring him in to your daily conversation, because I've seen this one too many times. Parents will, as your kids get older and you're feeling like you're at the spot where you can now have like more deeper spiritual conversations, but guess what? Your child's not really open to it. You know why? Because you haven't been talking about him all along. And now all of a sudden it's feeling foreign to them as you're bringing Because as up, they're getting older, now, you're kind of panicking about a little bit. Now like, let's, that's right. <laughs> and so all of a sudden they're not, they're not open. They're not as, they're not going to be. And so I feel like the, the more you are talking about him regularly, daily um, in your, in your daily life, the better it is for your kids. So God is a given. God is a given. I love that. Yep. For sure. Um, great. So yeah, what does what that else would you do? actually look like? Yeah. What, what if this is a stretch for you? Like, are you supposed to go through your house and put crosses over every door frame? No, or that's funny. <laughs> I think that that's pretty funny. No, no. But if you want to, you can. 
<laughs> no, I think it's more in your regular living. Um, for instance, I think like definitely put scriptures up in your house and have them around, um, refer back to them, talk to them to your kids. Um, there are so many great resources out there now, even down to, you know, there's like Bible action figures um, yes. out there. I mean, even having those type of things, like when you're pretending, let's pretend this story. What's the story you learned in Bible class this week? What did we read last night? Let's pretend it. Let's act it out. Um, I mean, those are just for your younger kids. There are so many great, y'all did Seeds Family Worship. Yes. I totally fangirled that whole, that whole, I love Seeds Family Worship. Um, but to me, that one, you know, playing that type of music in your house, don't mm-hmm. turn on other stuff, put that on. Do actual worship with your kids in your house. Um, there's so many good videos. What's in the Bible? Y'all got to have him on if you can. What's in the Bible? So, so good. The guy who did Veggie Tales. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Phil Vischer. I don't know who she thinks we are. Yeah, we can get I, Phil Vischer yeah, on this Phil show. Vischer. I'll fangirl that one, too. <laughs> we'll do him and then Oprah's next. Okay, yeah. pray into that. Pray into that one, Amy. <laughs> okay, I will. And the Oprah, is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, to me, just whenever you can make it more natural in your home and you're talking more regularly about him, the easier it is as they grow, the more you talk about issues as they come as they arise going to him in prayer having prayer time outside of just the meal and at bedtime oh my goodness um you know praying over your kids and that feeling natural to them there's so many little things and um i will say if you do it um and that feels awkward do it again and it feels awkward do it again do it again do it again do it again um because eventually it's not so awkward it's like anything else first time i cooked a meal oh not good <laughs> but guess what it's pretty good now you know but i mean it was awkward but now it's right. not so, so. I, i'm gonna caution too and say religious spiritual households are different some mm-hmm. people come from really negative ones mm-hmm. so if you're gonna make god a given and if you're going to make him a normal natural part of everyday part of your mm-hmm. life and ask your kids about him all the time do it in a positive Amen. god is for you Amen. god loves you he you know is disappointed when you don't get to participate in his blessings right. um it is it's that kind of a mentality oh yeah not a god is what like you know the oh, big no. eye in the sky Mm-mm. waiting for you to mess up Mm-mm. well i don't want to live my life every day and i don't want our parents raising our kids every day with that type of negativity no. oh no because he's so much better and more than that mm-hmm. so yeah definitely gentle sweet i mean because that's who he is mm-hmm. mm, yes yeah i'm glad you pointed that out um and so there was something else that was making god natural in your home what else was that Daily Bible study. Daily Bible study. Well, that sounds really yucky. Study is a bad word. (laughs) It seems like a a chore and a dreaded thing. I mean, that's what kids do in school. You study for a chemistry test, and no one looks forward to that. So why study? Plus, parents are feeling, they feel like, oh, I don't know enough. Which, you know, as a homeschool mom, I can just say, there was no possible way for me to know everything in my children's curriculum every year. We literally had to do it together every single year Mm -hmm. so you know the idea that you have to know it all you can actually just learn it right alongside your children so what are you guys talking about because i i came from a background where i i didn't know anything about scripture i didn't know anything about the bible and somebody invites me to a bible study and my first reaction to that is like why would i want to go do that that sounds super fun right so what are you actually doing with a child Mm -hmm. when you say bible study um, there's lots of ways to skin that cat. Um, okay. So for me, um, I'll speak personally and then I can go from there. How about that? Um, for me, I decided I wanted to do Bible study with my girls daily because um, who else was going to do it? 
Um, and we actually had them in a Christian school and I wasn't going to homeschool them. Um, but I couldn't just rely that they were going to, that Christian school was going to invest in my kids. Like I wanted my kids invested that goals that we set, um, that school wasn't going to make those kind of kids, um, good kids, but do you understand what I'm saying? They weren't going to. And so to me, I wanted, um, I wanted more. So from the other thing is, and you'll do anything if you enjoy it. And so it was finding things, one, that I enjoyed, because if I enjoyed it, then I could dive into it and I helped them enjoy it. So um, you're going to laugh at this. I, I loved going to homeschool um, conventions. Woohoo! Yeah. Did you wear your apron I or never your gingham or anything no, like that? No, did you, I did, did observe you? quite a few things. Yeah. But I, <laughs> there were aprons there. Oh, but yes, there were. It's bonnets. My big favorite is the bonnets. Oh, did you have a bonnet? That's so funny. Yeah. No, but um, what I noticed was obviously the most of the Bible curriculum were was bent for doing it at home, um, not like in a big classroom. Some were, but most of them were could very much be either one on one or you know a smaller group, and I loved that. And so I found other little Bible curriculums that I liked, and those were the ones I did with my girls. Um, Pinterest was my friend. That's another one. I found things on Pinterest and printed them off. Great idea. Um, and Wouldn't I have would, thought of that. Yeah, when I started a few things um, and I didn't like it, well, we just didn't do it, and then I would find something else. Um, anyway, and that's key, to say. Amy. Mm-hmm. That is so key mm-hmm. because when you purchase something as a homeschool mom, you're, you feel like, oh, you got to use it. We, nope. we bought no yep do not slog mm-hmm. through the thing that mm-hmm. is not working that's it that's correct i do mean do not it, do it it's, and i will have to say um i my first child was um a rule follower and if i said you know we're going to be up at six and have bible study honey she was at, there at six doing bible study that's just the way she rolled and do it all five days no problem um my second bucked me pretty hard um she started off pretty good and then she no 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 didn't want to so we had to come up with some compromise mm-hmm. um so we ended up we ended up making it three days a week and wouldn't you know my my second that bucked me i mean honey on those three days she was there engaged ready to go but so what it, what are you talking about oh i know is this like a no not that you haven't answered the question but yeah. i'm just coming from an outsider's point yeah. of view you're gonna sit down yep. open the bible yes um whatever ephesians 5 let's pick a chapter mm-hmm. and you're gonna go through just read read a chapter no and i like i like having i like having something to follow so um i like finding I, li- I would find a study that i like so let's say one just let's say it's on love and then so okay let's do this one page usually they were not super super involved but just enough to where like okay let's open up to ephesians whatever and we've read that okay what did it say about love and then we'd maybe fill in a blank or let's talk about it and usually they would last about 15 20 minutes that's it nothing okay. super long that's not intimidating oh not at all and we we did it um, when we had breakfast so we were eating cereal um while we're while we're doing the study half the time i'm in my robe drinking my coffee okay There's nothing so it's not like lighting candles it. and no, turning on the music no. awesome i love not it all. love it love it and by the t- i mean and there were times it was like we've got five minutes come on we're gonna and we do two or three questions and we're done we got to go and they would sit there the the books would lay on the table and off we would go because i mean you know we were in a time constraint but um both of my girls will say mom i'm so glad you did that like it mattered and so and you know looking back other than a few of our you know how are we doing this every day we're not so we're going to, have to back it off a little bit um I, I, by hands down some of the best things we ever did and 
I couldn't even tell you every study we did, but it was the it was the rhythm and knowing that, that was important and that's how we were going to start our day or at night or however. Um, anyway, that was an important piece. I think doing some sort of a Bible study, whether it's just a daily Bible reading with your kids, something where they know that you are like we're opening up the Word of God and we are studying that together however many minutes it is so it can just be a curiosity about Mm -hmm, it what can mm -hmm. we learn about this here and i think it gives you a little bit of a window Mm -hmm. especially as they get older Mm -hmm. and when they answer those questions Mm -hmm. or don't yes um what are you thinking about spiritually Mm -hmm. where where are you on your spiritual radar here and Mm -hmm. what do we maybe need to dig into going back to your first point right of spiritual goals like if you're not getting this point maybe that came up in study maybe that's worth looking at a little further correct Okay. Yeah, I just think it's super powerful to just read scripture. So that's what our homeschool curriculum had us do, Sunlight. We had Bible books, but we they also just had a passage for us to read. And I'm talking, I mean, I had a four-year-old mm-hmm. and a seven-year-old. And I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. This four-year-old sitting here listening to this, even if it's just a few verses. Right. I'm thinking, he's not going to understand what it is. But he'd oh, absorb. my goodness. Mm-hmm. Because scripture is supernaturally imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. It's mm-hmm. not like any other book. So what I was seeing before my very eyes those words, was Renee. God's mm-hmm. Holy Spirit mm-hmm. translating the scripture to my children mm-hmm. and myself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it really was just read a few verses. Hey, what did that say? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. what does that tell us about God? What mm-hmm. do you learn about yourself? Mm-hmm. And then we might have another little fun Bible book, but oh my, mm-hmm. just some sort of um, methodical right. walk through scripture mm-hmm. um, would be just super powerful. Again, like you don't have to overcomplicate it. No. Interesting. You know, and it's so interesting that a four-year-old or three-year-old in my brother's case could come up, they could memorize Brachiosaurus and Bron- like all the crazy 18-syllable dinosaur <laughs> names. And you think they can't understand a passage of scripture? That's correct. You're, you're selling them short. Right. I, you, we are. Yeah, we are. And I was until I saw, wow, okay, mm-hmm. this is this is way more doable than I thought it was. Agreed. And I, um, I was just going to say, just because I think a lot of times um, most families, I think, are thinking, well, we'll do that because if, if we homeschool, because I know you homeschool. So, and they think, oh, they can do the Bible study because who has the time to do the Bible study? Um, and I, I was so bent on not letting that like, like Lord over my head and the fact of, oh, well, since I didn't homeschool, we can't, I was like, mm, mm-hmm. we can, yeah, we can it, do it. It's 15 to 20 minutes for us too, Amy. It, yeah. So see, and I think that's so, I think that's a good key. Cause I think lots of times people think it's the opposite and I'm like, no, 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 no. It, it, it's just getting it in, in some form or fashion. I also wanted to say there's a girl named Kim Sorgas and she has a website called not consumed. She'd be a great one to have on. Good. Um, her, like, let me give you all your, get my all your next, out. all Let's your next list. shows. <laughs> but um, Kim Sorgas, she's got a website called Not Consumed, and I, I mean, every time I talk to any of my of our families, I'm like, get her stuff and um, download it. But um, you can buy all her studies, and they're phenomenal, and they're young ages, middle ages, and then teens. Great. And the studies are great. They're in depth but they're fun, they're mm-hmm. memorable, they're really well done. Awesome. Really well done. Anyway, yeah. I'm just yeah, and we'll I got resources. no kickback from that at all. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To full disclaimer. Okay, yeah. what's your next one? Oh, let's see. Okay, um having like being around like-minded families. Um that one was I think a really big key um because as you're raising your kids, it's so nice to be around other families that are on the same page as you. And um if you and your husband are've got that 
this is what we're going to do. This is how we want to raise our kids. You have those goals in mind. It's pretty obvious when you're around families that don't have mm-hmm. those goals in mind mm-hmm. um, and how it can affect your kids. So um, it's so, and you, I mean, it's influential to you also, and it can get you very much off track on, wait, what are we about? What right. are we wanting to do here? What's our end result? So um, put your family around like-minded families. I feel... Um, that's where church comes in. That's a really great place to yeah, find that makes it easier. a lot of those like-minded families. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I think that's a big one. A I do too. We, we bef- since before we had kids, we're in a small group. Mm-hmm. Came from college in a small group, um, continued when raised our kids through a small group mm-hmm. and still have, still do that to this day, even yes. though we are empty nesters now. And that is number one. Yeah. I would say that would be number one in our lives. And it made our lives, it just gave us accountability. It gave us immediate yes. support. Yes. It gave us, um, hey, you're not alone in yes. any aspect. Somebody's going through the same thing you are yes. at some point. And you're not losing your mind. You're yeah. not a horrible parent. <laughs> Crazy. Yes. And then how can we help each other do this better? It's just such an encouragement. It is. Um, and I also think it doesn't mean, um, well, they don't have to look just like you. And they don't have to parent just like you. Mm-hmm. And I can promise you their kids are going to be completely different than your kids. But knowing that you guys have that same mindset, like, wait, um, or learning from them, you know, I'm yeah. sure like, okay, this is how you did your Bible study. Well, it's kind of good to know. I yeah. didn't even know, you know, just those type of things. I think so, so good. I actually talked to Lori before I came on here and stuff. Uh-huh. And that was one that she had agreed to. She was like, yes, because our families were very much together a lot. Um, our husbands learned a ton from each other, yeah. still do. And um, same thing for our girls. It's been, it's been a precious thing and I've been very, very thankful for it. So if you can find it, or if you can't seek it out and pray for the Lord to give it to you, because mm-hmm. I do believe he'll do it. So. Yes, that's a prayer he wants to yeah. answer. Hear, yeah. hear, uh, definitely. Just ask him for it. Love yeah. that. I think it creates a positive peer pressure too with your kids. Um, if they're with other faithful families, oh, yes. just that it's not weird. Yes. You know, I, you can feel that sometimes when yes. you're out in the world is that, uh, we're doing these things differently than the rest of these people that I mm-hmm. see. But then you come back together and you're like, well, okay, this is not so weird after all. It's that just kind correct. of a, a gut check. Like, okay, I agree. I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. What so number are we even on? I think it's, we're, we're on, on six. Th- yeah. I think that's correct. Okay. That's my sixth one. This is the last one. Be careful, little yeah, eyes. Be careful, little eyes. Well, I mean, we all, I shouldn't even say that. We all just see it. I mean, it's everywhere. Media, phones, everything. Um, our kids are getting their cell phones at third grade now. Um, I'm praying that most of them put blocks and things on it, but still, nonetheless, they've got that device in, in front of them. Um, there's so much stuff on TV and movies and all the above. So um, to me, that's a really big piece that our parents are um, careful be very careful about what you put in front of your kids um, because they can't get it out of their head once it's in there it's there Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, to me there's a lot of tools and things out there to help them navigate those roads I'm not saying they're perfect but I do think there's some really good ones out there Um, plugged in online do y'all know that one? Focus Love on the family. Love that. that. I read is, that every time we were going to watch a movie. Yes. Even some books. Yes. Could, yeah. Okay. And there's a book one called Common Sense Media where you yep. can look mm-hmm. up books. And, okay. Mm-hmm. So that was one I just learned about a week or so ago. Um, but I used to, with uh, my oldest more specifically, um, when she wanted to go see movies and she became a believer, like, I mean, gave her life to Jesus and all, I would say, go look it up on Plugged On Online. And if you, as a you know, as a follower of the Lord, think you should go watch that. So instead of me saying it, like, you know, I just let her read it all the time. And it was good because it made her like process. Well, it says, okay, I probably, 
All right. Well, you made that decision. It was a really good out for me, actually. But um, some good helped like, her. Oh yeah, I'm good. No problem. Yeah, yes. true. <laughs> but it is that's that's the goal you want, right? Is you're to regulate them and the responsibility it. Uh-huh. to them. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. There's a website called Protect Young Young Eyes, and they've got really great advice out there for um, Christian parents and how to help really protect your children um, through all kinds of things. Um, it's just worth it. It'll rock your word a little bit when you're on it bark is another one have y'all heard of bark nope um it helps with um your child with on their phone and um like if they're seeing certain things that they shouldn't like you get a notification and so you can go check it. i mean there's lots of little things to it um it's i want to say it's kind of like a spy but it's not it's to really help you and your child navigate the phone a little bit better okay and, are we are I'm stopping you right here awful. are you not invading your child's privacy yes I don't care. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, Say it again. Thank I mean, you. yeah. You, why should you? I mean, you have it. I mean, they, and they are yours. They are your responsibility mm-hmm. in the end. So, are you going to protect them? What's the What's the statement that you said? With we, the with, um, the with the rat poison. Oh, right. Yes. You had this. You had this analogy. And we were like, that's really hardcore for you, Amy. And it was like, oh no, it's actually Bonnie's analogy. <laughs> Bonnie said this, not me. <laughs> right? Because if you expose them early before their brains are developing. Um, before they have like before their moral development catches up and stuff like that it can be harmful so like you wouldn't feed your kids just a tiny little about amount of rat poison and think oh that's probably not going to hurt them that's right <laughs> i think that's that's probably all good. i just love <laughs> probably good. Good. It's probably just a little bit of poison and, and then there's this other sort of philosophy of well someday when they get old enough they're going to see all this stuff anyway it's just yeah. media it's ubiquitous it's out there Okay, okay, someday they're going to drive a car too, but I'm mm-hmm. not handing them the keys at seven mm-hmm. years old. That is correct. So it's a big 2,000 pound vehicle yes. that they cannot handle yet. Mm-hmm. So is this little rectangular box. That's right. Called an iPhone. Yep. So you have to protect them. You have to go through all the ways to try to protect them as best you can. And I get it. I mean, even if you're the meanest mommy in the world. Yeah. And it that the, I'm not saying those are easy battles. I'm not even saying that they are. I do think... Um, this is going to go back to my our last podcast with Lori is that you've got to have that communication like flat out so when we give you this phone here's going to be some guidelines why do you think we have these guidelines help me let's talk about why we would want to put those in place for you I think if you can have those kind of healthy conversations I'm not saying they're like oh yeah it's because this right um, but <laughs> a lot of times I know in the back of their mind they get it mm-hmm. um, I don't I, I, I think there's a there's got to be a happy medium and you've got to find that with your child period so um, but you've got to be careful do not just let them have the remote and go to town or let them have their phone and just do whatever Mm -hmm. do you think okay so bonnie and i raised ours where it was half no smartphones and half smartphones so our kids that all that came around yeah as we were raising our kids and so i'll speak for myself i got a little blindsided by the power of it Mm -hmm. the awesome terrible power of it uh so the parents that you're working with now, they, all they've known is smartphones. Yep. So are they more aware or are they less? Or do you know what I mean? Is it like just a part of their lives and they're not thinking about it? Or are they know? Oh no 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 Renee, they know the power of it. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's such a mix. I can't even say that that's just one or the other. It's okay. such a mix. I mean, I I have seen families that literally. They, I can see that the parents are on their phone a lot too. Even when I see them at church, they're on their phone a lot. And guess what? So are their children. And and I think they're oblivious and aren't even thinking through the process of it. Um, they might hear conversations and things about it, but they're not being proactive about it. I've, I've totally have seen that. I've also seen some that are like, no, we do know the power of it. And we're shutting this down and not going to let this happen. Um, or, and have different choices that they've mm-hmm. made for their child to be on phones. 
Um, so that's just all over the board. You okay. would, th- and some because they did grow up with it and saw what it did to them. They're completely the opposite, like totally overreactive. I don't want to say overreactive, but yeah, you know what I mean. That's human nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's human exactly nature. right. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So I so, want to put a little cautionary thing in here too, and I think this goes with lots of areas of parenting. You have the first child. Yep. Everything's pretty good. You got all your your goals set. Uh, yep. You know the passy hits the floor and you actually wash it off or sterilize it okay by the time the third one comes around you're like eh, passy blow it off give it to your kid have this in your mouth so we get tired mm-hmm. as the more children you have the tireder you are maybe the less vigilant you are or, or you can be so just be careful just because your oldest one can or has the moral capacity to do something doesn't mean the third or fourth one coming along behind preach gets to just sit there with the oldest one yep because you're tired. Yep. Parenting is hard. Yep. That's why it starts with something called labor. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I, we say this a lot. Um, don't get lazy. Because um, we there's a lot of lazy parents. And the phone does that to you. The phone yes. and the iPad and the TV make, can make you a very lazy parent. Um, you are correct. That is so good. I will have to say, because as you're saying all of that, that's exactly, I mean, for my three, that's pretty much how it was. And for my third, it's probably been our hardest, like how to navigate the phone with her um it's just been it's just been not as easy everybody communicates with that phone Mm -hmm. in so many ways and so we've really have had to navigate those roads and i can't say we've done it beautifully i'm totally full disclosure i don't Um, know any parent who's mm -hmm, done it perfectly mm -hmm. not one no it's just it's too powerful just like um i think of it in terms of us watching tv Mm -hmm. when we were young that that was a very powerful Mm -hmm. medium too it was harder to access the things that were really really harmful but i saw things on tv i shouldn't have seen because i had access to the television Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with the phone it's just amplified because it's always with you the console was not going anywhere out of mom and dad's yeah those big giant (laughs) (laughs) tv these phones are everywhere (laughs) and i i I would imagine you would tell parents to to make them leave them out Mm -hmm. of their bedrooms Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm It's a good one. Just a practical. There are all kinds of little little things. Yeah. Or having it shut off at this certain time. Right. And yeah, all this. It's probably good for us too, Amy. Just need your brains to rest. Yeah, just boundaries Mm -hmm. with that. For sure. Be break free of it. Yes. She's so positive, isn't she? I know. I don't know about that. So so (laughs) positive, so so fun. We, the world needs more people like you, Amy. Oh, y'all so I, yeah. this was totally a doable list. All it things totally considered. Is. I mean, it the totally way you explain is. stuff, it was not all that intimidating. Mm-hmm. It was not, you know. <laughs> and it's fun. Time I'm consuming. sorry. I just think like when I, when, when you have those kids and you're like, what, what has God got? He's got something great in store for them. And I'm here to be a tool to help make them be all that he wants them to be. Um, well, it's kind of fun to think about, okay, what are we going to do? What's this journey going to be? Mm-hmm. And how can I help that little baby? Um, yeah. It's just a beautiful thing. And you guys, you're because you're feeling it. Didn't it feel good? Oh, Like on this side, it feels so it feels much so good. better. David and I love to sit around and talk about all the fun times. You know, yep. just yesterday, we I kept a friend's children um her five-year-old and six-year-old and i was so tired at the end of the day (laughs) but like you know i was realizing it's been 16 years since i've done that and then that just sent david and i to reminiscing well what was it like when ours were five years old and six years old wasn't that good it was good and hard all at the same time i think it's into because i'm like it's a blur that's yeah, it's a blur. It's like, good and I hard. I remember if you know, but it's <laughs> but it and is. you're juggling so many mm-hmm. things, and you need to just stop and say, like, this is a blessing. Mm-hmm. But this that is a fruit blessing. at the end, the fruit at the end is like even sweeter. That's like so I, sweet. It's just it is. It yeah. is. 
anyway, so it's worth it. Like set those goals. Yeah. Get involved in your church. Have some Bible study. Figure it out. Get a community. Pray Get for those friends. Yeah. Yes. All those yes. Do all that. Yep. Great. Beautiful. Yep. What a great encouragement. Great wisdom. Yay. This was our I've Proverbs episode. So wisdom from Amy saying. Oh, yep. I love it. <laughs> Y'all are so sweet. Thank you. I love what y'all are doing too. It's been really good. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, we're going to have all of those uh, resources that you mentioned up on our website if you want to check them out. And that is justaskyourmom.com. We can also find us on Facebook, Just Ask Your Mom, or Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. And we'd love for you to rate us and leave us a review. Like, really, we don't say this at the end of every podcast just to say it. Rate us and leave us a review so people <laughs> can find us and share us with your friends. And send us your topics and suggestions to Just Ask Your Mom Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Your Mom. Mom.